Welcome to the Mojo Market Report. Here's your hosts, Dave Sturgio and Chris Gucci. Welcome everybody to another episode of the Mojo Market Report right here on a Tuesday. It is Dave Sturgio. It is Chris Gucci, A5 Anthony behind the glass coming to you from Chop Studios. And uh, we had ourselves a fantastic Fantastic game yesterday. Um, one that, you know, again, the way we looked at it on the surface, it looked like the Raiders were going to come to play, and they did. Um, a couple things before we get to the, you know, the the meat and potatoes, or at least the top movers and, and what we want to talk about today. I know we made a joke about Tom Brady yesterday, but was he just upped? Did they just, like, say, hold my beer with one of the un- unnecessary roughness calls? Like, this is getting out of control. I don't the think, guy landed, yeah. and he goes, and he actually put his hands out to brace his I fall. don't think it was as bad as the Brady one, but it was still really bad. Well, this and is a situ- strip sack. And situationally, it was worse for yes, that reason. strip sack. They, I mean, that ended the game, essentially. And luckily, it didn't actually affect the outcome. The chief, right, the Chiefs win the game, so then like you can ha-ha it off. I thought it was pretty it funny to hear like Frank Clark try and ple- be diplomatic in his press conference <laughs> after the game. I was like, eh, maybe Meanwhile, try a different He got approach. flagged two weeks ago for unsportsmanlike, cost them the game against the Colts. But look, the game, we all love football. That's why we're here on the Mojo Market Report. That's why we're here when we watch football every single day. But the game is dramatically changing, and it's very it's upsetting to some, but it's going to prolong a lot of these younger quarterbacks' careers because you can hear it on the telecast and, and the broadcast last night. Troy Aikman wasn't having it. He was very upset about it, yeah, verbally Tom Brady's, upset. Tom um, in his 38th year because you can't touch a quarterback. <laughs> well, right, and these guys would have survived. Like, imagine if Aikman didn't get hit by Arrington the way he did. You yeah. know, he would have played another year. Another <laughs> or year. Or two. Another um, game or two. Yeah, another game or two. But anyway, so last night, look. We're well aware that Travis Kelsey had himself a day, right? And so that's a guy we're going to definitely focus on in a little bit. There's other movers because of the fact that Mojo offered some serious multipliers right before the game last night. And man, oh man, I know you're sinking in your chair. You you have that feeling of saying, I missed it. I missed the boat. So what happens to me on Mondays typically is after a long weekend of just staring at my computer screen, capping (laughs) games, doing info, research, and then Sundays... With a Packer game that took me to the to my brink early in the morning, I was really running on fumes yesterday. So I leave the office, get ready to go watch the game, and I pass out. I wake up disoriented at kickoff, and I didn't get my multipliers in on Pat Mahomes. Don't be me. Don't be me. The free multipliers and missing out on that really. Not only free multipliers, it, there's usually there's like a five and there's so, a ten. Yeah. There's a fifteen last so night. So what I'm doing on, on guys like Mahomes is I'm all in long term. Yeah, of course. So this might be one of those situations that burn me for years to come. Because those freebies always thinking are like feel. I missed out on that multiplier at that on that day I mean, when he was at that price. We're, we're not the brass. We don't make the calls, but. I will assume that there will be other opportunities yeah, yeah, maybe. to grab a, and, and a multiplier on Patrick Mahomes. The, the truth is, if I'm in on Mahomes, I'm multiplying anyway. So yeah, I, I've said this the in the strategy. past. Certain guys like Mahomes I really have faith in over the course of his career. I'm in on Mahomes long term. And whether they're giving me a free multiplier or not, I'm multiplying Mahomes 15 times. No 100%. Top movers. So Mahomes goes 29 of 43, 292. Four touchdowns to the already mentioned Travis Kelsey. We'll get into him in a second. See, you see the the movement is only a percent, right? It's like a, a 1.1% up. And you're like, ah, that's, that's nothing. But is for me and for everybody who took advantage of this, it's a 15% movement. So that's why these multipliers are so significant. And yes, inherited risk. We understand if he has a dud, if he went short on either of these quarterbacks last night, 
I don't think you did very well. Uh, but you, if you went short on Carr, Carr I mean, we're going to get to Carr. I want to talk yeah. about Carr in a second because it's very interesting to me, the movement, yes. the in-game movement and things like that. So, in any event, Patrick Mahomes does what Patrick Mahomes does. I said it yesterday. I will do the old pat on the batsky. I said, get in on this guy. He's going to go off. He's in prime time. He's just going to he's going to light the scoreboard up, and he did. And he got himself not only a great game statistically, but also another win for the Chiefs, and they look to be one of the top dogs. I don't know when dogs. it happened over the course of the last couple weeks, but Pat Mahomes did pass Aaron Rodgers. Was he was yeah. he always second? I want to say no. no. I want to say no, I but say I could no be well. I could be wrong on that one. But I I want to say when you looked at those when we first got the app and we downloaded it was Brady Rogers. It was Brady Rogers. Yeah, it had to have been. And look, if we're wrong, listen. Hey, it's, Pat it's, Mahomes is that dude. So yeah, I'm not. No. I'm not and the future, to... the bank, everything about Patrick Mahomes right now has you thinking that he is the the future Amazon stock of the Mojo Market Report. Pat Mahomes like 26. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's very ridiculous. Like we're talking about just Pat how Mahomes, young like he he's is. a wily vet. He's, he's, <laughs> He's been there for a couple of coffee. Years old. It's incredible. And he's got a great coaching staff. The one thing I will say about Patrick Mahomes, and you can see it in the top movers on the scrolling on the bottom of your screen, and if you're on the app, um, I have to say this just because, and, and look, because it's not always sunshine and rainbows. Every single, I feel like, receiver or pass catcher outside of uh, Marquez uh, Valdez Scantling. Yeah, it's your Here boy. I'm you. like, MVS. Yeah, I've been selling so MVS forever. But like um, his uh, other receivers on that team, they just didn't. Couldn't get going, and um, they're all down. I mean, the, the Chiefs' talent, uh, what do we go, skill position players were relatively down yesterday, but Pat Mahomes and, and Travis Kelsey have themselves a day. Flip side, you could have taken a 15% multiplier, a 15 times multiplier on a Derek Carr, but, you know, relatively, it's weird because he goes 19 for 30. And he throws for 241 yards, two touchdowns. By the way, him and Adams are finally catching their groove, which is really nice to see um, if, if you're a Raiders fan, obviously. Uh, but here's where I ask you the question, Chris. You know, you have a game similar. I mean, 50-yard difference, all right? Um, one to two touchdown difference. So yeah, that's a bigger, it's a bigger discrepancy. But when I looked at his numbers at the end of the game, Derek Carr was down. Explain that one to me after a decent showing on Monday Night Football. Okay, well, he lost the game. That's well, that's, the starters. Well, there you go. Um, <laughs> he, lost a, he lost a tight end potentially to an injury, which we're going to be talking tight ends today. Mm -hmm. But we are probably going to omit him because he did nothing. I, right. I see the stats. Uh, Anthony, shout out to Anthony on the stats. Darren Waller, two series, one injury. <laughs> so I appreciate that, buddy. <laughs> but, yeah, um, the thing that I'm noticing about this is the in-game movement where you say, okay, I put a 15-time multiplier on Derek Carr. And then post-game, he's down a little bit. And you're like, well, he lit it up in the first half, but in the second half, he didn't do anything. A lot of those 240 yards passing, that was all early. in the first half. Early, and yeah. And even in the like mid-second quarter, the Raiders didn't really do much from that point on. And I think he got hurt a little bit with the pass interference calls, even though it helped the Raiders as a team. It took away two chunk plays of oh, Devontae yeah. that would have given them an extra 60 yards in the passing game. It didn't matter in terms of what they did with the drives. They scored. But I want to point out a fact that when you're playing multipliers and you're looking to make money on that day, and we talk about players, if we're talking about a game preview, largely what we're talking about is player movement for that game, Correct. In a, almost in a DFS realm. Derek Carr at some point in the game yesterday, if you could notice, he spiked a little up. spikage. So if you're looking to make money on the day of, you have to really stay on top of it, much like a day trader would during the day of, a, of, a, of the stock market, you know? Mid-game, if you're sitting there and Derek Carr has 200 passing yards and two touchdowns, there's really no reason to wait for that to go down because as I've noticed throughout the course of the first couple weeks with Mojo is that in-game movement, it typically, even if a guy does really, really well, 
the, as soon as the game ends, it kind of settles back down to earth a little bit. So there is that in-game peak that you kind of want to yeah. hit on. There's that sweet spot. And there's also a sweet spot in terms of an NFL career and a long-term play. And I'll talk about that later on in the week maybe. But I think that Derek Carr, you could have made a ton of money on Derek Carr yesterday with a 15-time multiplier, and you just trade him back. By halftime. By halftime, and you're <laughs> like, good to go. So halftime here. be mindful yeah, of that. Be mindful of that when you're seeing certain guys that shoot up, like a Derek Carr, because there's room for growth with Carr. And, you know, I do like him somewhat as a long-term play. I think he's going to outplay his value or outplay his market projection. Um, but, yeah, in-game movement like that is very volatile with some of these guys. And catch it while it's hot in the, in the second quarter in this case. Yeah. All right, and one more, obviously, from last night is a guy having himself an incredible season so far. I mean, one of his best seasons of his career. It's probably a career year already for a Josh Jacobs. And last night, he gets the ball 21 times. He rushes for 154 yards and a touchdown. Guy, 7.3 yards per carry. The guy was busting off some big chunk runs. Uh, right now, he's ranked... 14th highest running back on Mojo. He's hovering, or he's at 1392, I believe, 91 over here. Um, but what I'm saying is he's right around that uh, Joe Mixon is the next man up, right? And Joe Mixon is a whole dollar more. So, like, that's going to take a little bit, I think. It depends on what the situation is. But right behind a, um, a Josh Jacobs is a Kareem Hunt, who is clearly a supplemental back. So, Right now, I've, I believe that Jacobs is, is solidified where he is. Nobody should pass him yet. But I feel like, and this is just a just based off a gut feeling, at the end of the year, we're talking about Josh Jacobs as a top 10 back in Mojo Market as far as overall share price. There's and, definitely and the potential for Jacobs to keep rising. If you look at his usage, it's there's no none better. I, I feel like he's the most used back in the NFL right now. Yeah. I don't have the, the raw data on that, but... Josh Jacobs, two weeks in a row against a tough test. Kansas City's defense against the run was third. Third in the NFL really? adjusted line yards, I believe third. Definitely top five. And the week before, it was Denver's defense that were saying, you know, this is the biggest test for the Raiders' offense. Are they going to be able to run the ball? Well, they smash it down Denver's throat. And in this game in particular, it was not the running game that cost him. It was the defense. Um, secondary. Pass rush missing in the second half. Josh Jacobs is elite. He's trucking guys. He's just running with a crazy toughness that I haven't seen out of him in the last couple of seasons. I think he's back fully healthy. I really wish that they didn't pour cold water on my Josh Jacobs take early in the year. There was news coming out all offseason that the Raiders didn't really like him. He's not a great fit. Zamir White, Zamir White, Zamir White. No. Josh, Josh Jacobs. Pause. It's not going to happen. Jacobs. Josh Jacobs is the guy. And again, he has himself another big night in a losing effort. So the problem, and you know what the best part is, Chris, if you've noticed, like when teams are down, right? When teams are down and they're trying to make their way into field goal range or whatever at the end of the game, nine times out of 10, you're going to see a team start to throw the ball all over the place. They had confidence knowing that like, all right, if we just give this ball to Josh, he's going to get a chunk play here and we're going to get farther. And he was inches away from the two-point uh, two conversion, which I don't agree with the call, but analytics will tell you different. But I don't agree with the two-point conversion call, but he was, he was right not, there. I'm not calling a two-point conversion when I'm one and three in week five with a chance to Wait, end my do season. You think, do you think that's why he did it? Hey, think, we're one and three. We got to have it. No, I don't know. I, I think because you got to stop the I think Kansas if you're City one, offense regardless. I think if you're one and ten, if you're one and ten, 
then you do it because there's really nothing to, you know, you either win or you lose. If you lose, there's consolation in the draft pick. But right now they're trying to salvage their season. I'm not having my season essentially end week five on one play. Now they have a really uphill battle. Like they do. One and four is not easy to climb it's out. It's not of. a place you want to be in, uh, you know, five weeks into the season. But again, the Raiders are looking good offensively. They're going to get things going. And it's just a matter of how much their defense plays well. Um, but all right. So we were talking about Travis Kelsey before, right? And we've been talking for the first three weeks of the Mojo Market Report. We talked quarterbacks. We talked running backs. We talked receivers. We haven't given any love to my favorite position in, in, in football, and that's the tight end. And I think that the tight end is one of those values that, A, he's a safety net. B, his hands are usually, if you're a starting tight end in the league, you you got secure hands, right? Um, obviously, one of my Evan favorite. Evan Ingram. Yeah, well, besides, besides Evan Ingram from the Giants. Um, what I want to say is, like, one of my favorite players in the world was, uh, you know, of, of all time is Jason Witten of the Cowboys. One of the most reliable third down targets in the world. Third and Witten. Can't say he had any yak at all, but I will say that every time he caught it, he fell gracefully, and it was, it was, a, it was a great gain. So when you talk about the two top dogs right now, it's about conversating or having the conversation of, we saw what Kelsey did last night, right? Seven catches, only 25 yards. So if you had any prop bets on yardage, sorry. <laughs> but <laughs> the guy always gets open, and he scores four times last night. So that's why Kelsey is the top dog. And I texted you last night. I said, this is why Kelsey is a, a cut above the rest right now. Because he's not a tight end in, in some regard. He is, like, literally one of the the, the receivers for the, for the Kansas City Chiefs. That's the way he plays this game and where he lines up most of the time. But um, he's got 64 touchdowns in his career already. 64, yeah. you know, so he's getting a lot. And if you look at the Travis Kelsey, there's a hundred catches in two seasons already. And right now on pace to do it a third season. So he's getting a lot of volume towards himself. Now, the question is, who's next? Who is the next Travis Kelsey? Who's the next guy that's going to take that leap uh, into just this tight end? Like, I'm telling you, he's, he's a legitimate cut above the rest. I think, what, what did I say? Like ten, a full $10. A t- full $10 more than Mark Andrews? And when we're no, talking Andrews about- isn't two, right? Yeah. He is? Yeah. Okay. Well, then he's full $10 over Andrews, which is insane. Insane to me. Is he two? I'm going to look right I now just, be, just to confirm. actually two. Yeah, because of the Zach bank value. Is and stuff. actually yeah. two. All right. So whatever the case, $10 above the next guy, which is absolutely nuts. Yeah, and we're talking about the tight end position. That's almost like 40% higher than the next guy. Right. Not just ignore the $10. That that percentage is what, yeah, we're, was what we're after. But Zach Ertz is 10 cents more than yeah. Andrews. So I was right there. <laughs> I was right there. But- in this regard, Mark Andrews seems to be just an incredible, incredible talent to have on this team. Now, if you look at their careers side by side, right, in which we have, of course, a wonderful graphic for this. Uh, Mark Andrews looks to me that this is a broader scale because it's their entire career. Like, if you look at this, ready for the, the similarities, Kelsey started his career at $3.47. Andrews started his career at $3.73. So a very similar start. Now, over their career, Kelsey's gone up 475%. So if you were able to, obviously Mojo wasn't around yet, but if you were able to grab Kelsey on the on the on his rookie year, you'd be, you know, have a yacht somewhere at this point. And then you have Mark Andrews, who you can grab at a decent rate. I mean, again, $3 to 17 he's up 318%. When you look at a guy like Mark Andrews and his career numbers, he's fed dramatically. However, down 11% in the last month, but his future value is $8.80 over uh, the future projected uh, numbers over at the Mojo app. Um, his targets from game to game this year, 7, 11, 13, 5, and 10. So he's got 46 targets over the first five games, almost averaging 10, 10 targets a game. Um, 32 catches, four touchdowns. Is 
You see, I, I look at this at you're looking at this as a career, Chris. And I know that's the more the deeper dive you did, but I'm looking at like where's he going to go in the next three weeks? Like how much movement can you find in the next month of football? And based off of what I found, Mark Andrews plays the Giants, who historically can't cover a tight end at all. And I talked about Jason Witten before; he can never cover him. Cleveland and Tampa. The last time he played the Giants, ten targets. So Mark Andrews will be fed going forward. We all know this, but. Is he the next? Can he be the next Kelsey? Yeah, trying to identify the player that's going to be the next player is what I love to do. I like that line. So, <laughs> Travis Kelsey, if you bring back up the career arcs, uh, Ant, you can see it's like the stairway to heaven. I love using that term because it's very similar to a Justin Herbert. It's, you can see the off seasons are a nice little level out, and that's almost good when you have a really great player like that because you don't want any news in the off season. Mm -hmm. Those level off seasons and then a spike up. Level off season, spike up. Um, it just looks to me like if you stretch out Mark Andrews' career over the next eight years, it's seven years, it's going to be very similar yeah. considering the situation he's in. The guy is a unit. He's the most athletic tight end in football, I think. I think he's more athletic than Kelsey at this point. He's just a younger version. And the nature of the sport and where it's headed, where you're not allowed to touch guys, you're not allowed to hit receivers over the middle, it's going to prolong careers for receivers yeah. as well. Um, Mark Andrews, he worked his way into – and every down uh, tight end early in his career, he was only in on passing downs. And now he's like a, a legit full-time guy. Last year, he was the number one tight end in football. So you can make the case right now. I know everybody's got this Travis Kelsey after yesterday is the best guy in the league. I think Mark Andrews right now is tight end one. Really? I really do. I think he's just the younger, more athletic, more talented guy. It's just that. Kelsey's in a situation where he's got a Super Bowl ring. He's got Pat Mahomes throwing him the ball. And if you watch, see, nobody was even covering Travis Kelsey last night on a lot of these touchdowns. It, it was very, very odd. And Pat Mahomes, <laughs> very odd. I'm going to use Kelsey's uh, words here. Pat Mahomes is, the, is this generation's Houdini. What he does to defenses and manipulates them with his eyes and, and just the lookoffs, he's second to none. Watch film on Mahomes if you're a young quarterback. I'm sure they are. But, yeah, I mean, Mark Andrews, to me, is the next version of a Kelsey we could say the catastrophic injury, but I feel like that's an, a, an, a given. You know, barring injury, look, Mark Andrews is a pretty safe bet to me. The system that he's in, I think there's 0% chance they let Lamar go. Well, so that, Lamar's I was, eventually going to get I was just going to bring assignment. that up. They're not going to let Lamar. Let, let's right. just be honest. Yeah, too. right. Uh, did you see the fan, happen. by the way, who brought in one of those big blank checks? Like an actual yeah, blank check? Good. <laughs> that's great. Um, and it was like right in front of the owner. The owner like looked behind him. He's like, oh, all right. I mean, Lamar played like... <laughs> He didn't play great. No, on, he didn't. On, but but that's a big thing is if for me, for these tight ends that we're going to go over today. It's all about security of who's throwing him the football. And Mark Andrews is about to be secure that Lamar Jackson is going to be the guy going forward. So, yes, I think Mark Andrews could be and will be the next Travis Kelsey of the upper echelon, top dog of um, or at least right there uh, of the tight end. Market. OK, so who's the next Mark Andrews? Oh, I, no. <laughs> right. Yeah, as we trickle down the tight ends. But seriously, staying on tight ends, um, I do want to talk about the guy that's above currently Mark Andrews, who we were just talking about, Zach Ertz. Now, if you look at Zach Ertz over the last, this is his career as well, started low, up high. Zach Ertz, the problem is with this, and this is the last five weeks, 4, 11, 10, 6, and 10. So he's got 41 targets over the first five weeks of football, only 28 catches. So, while he's being targeted, sure, he's only catching half of the passes that are thrown to him. And I think that has a big big to do with Kyler Murray. I know there's a lot of Kyler Murray stands out there and supporters. I'm not one of them. I don't think Kyler Murray is very accurate or good. I mean, yes, you will see a drop in a bucket here and there. And you're like, wow, look at that. But like me overall, I'm just like, I'm not in on Kyler Murray. So when I look at that, unfortunately, now that Zach Ertz has moved away from Philadelphia, which by the way, if he would have stuck around 
and played with Jalen Hurts, that would have been a whole different story. And we'll talk about that guy in a second. But looking at the next three opponents for this guy, Seattle, New Orleans, Minnesota. Against Minnesota and Seattle, he averages eight targets. So he will see some volume over the next couple weeks to maybe change my mind. But right now, I feel like Ertz has peaked, and it's only going to kind of level out and go down from here. I don't know if you agree with that or not. So I think Ertz is just a really good player, and I think that's almost the type of tight end that I'm looking to identify in the bargain basement and who's going to be the guy that steps into an everyday role you know, where he's pretty much getting the large share of the targets at the tight end position. And I'm a little worried I have trepidation with Zach Ertz because of two reasons. One, for, for a season standpoint, He's not really lighting it up right now, and that's without uh, DeAndre Hopkins in town. He's going to be back starting next week. We're going to talk a little bit about DeAndre Hopkins' nuke tomorrow. (laughs) So for that reason, I'm a little worried that he's going to see even less targets. There's always the chance that the attention gets taken off of him and goes to Hopkins, and then uh, the coaching staff utilizes that fact and get him more involved. But I think that's a very small chance. And I want to talk about the future of his job in in Arizona. They drafted Trey McBride. They so did. The Dre, Trey McBride, which we're not going to talk about him on in depth because he just hasn't done much, but that's definitely somebody that I'm earmarking for the future mm. because they have a tight end that's very serviceable. They made a trade for him last year to try and push them over the top, and they still didn't see him as a long term answer at tight end either that or they just really liked the position and Trey McBride was a tight end one prospect coming out in that same breath when you say like okay Arizona trades for this guy because they want to put the tight end position over the top and then they realize what they have and they realize all right maybe maybe we'll address this in the draft flip side of that as we're still talking about Zach Hurts but you can't talk Zach Hurts without thinking about Dallas Goddard Philadelphia traded away Dallas got traded away Zach Hurts and said you know what we got something here, you know, and and I think just brushing over this real quick, I think Dallas Goddard, um, his quarterback security over there, playing with Jalen Hurts, and obviously everybody is high on Jalen Hurts right now. A tight end is, is a quarterback's best friend. Just keep your eye on Dallas Goddard as well. That's all I'll say about Dallas Goddard because I think the tight end in Philadelphia is, is, a, is a, a primo position. Yes, well, not, I, yes. Even, I don't even know that they're pass happy. Nah, well, they, you, get, they get it done. Well. I, I, they're score it's happy. Not a, right, exactly. There's a volume a where it comes to... They're happy offense. They're scoring points in bunches. All right, moving on to uh, a guy that I just watched thoroughly the other day because I was watching the Cowboys and the Rams, and that's Tyler Higby. Now, Higby is being fed a lot. Um, when I look at Tyler Higby, his first, 10, uh, first five games, he's gotten 10 or more targets each game. So th- there you have it. And, and when you look at... When you look at the Rams right now, they're the most frustrating offense in football outside of a la Cooper Cup, who just, you know, he just eats no matter what. He gets the ball in his hands. He's gone off to the races. Tyler Higby is being targeted uh, three, uh, so far, I'm sorry, three out of the first five games, 10 or more targets. So he's obviously being looked for. No touchdowns yet. Rams are frustrating. His stock, though, is very, to me, is a, a good price to get in now, especially if he's the long term. Solution have, at tight end I have for the like Rams. a little bit of hesitance getting in on uh, Higby because the offense isn't playing well. If you look at a common denominator about what's going on with the offense this year, it's like Tyler Higby's more involved. That could be a problem. This is like one of those offenses. The guys went out there and signed Allen Robinson to be a player. Allen yeah. Robinson. I think Odell may or may not. I mean, there's a chance that Odell is a Ram, and and you know what's going to happen if Odell goes to the Rams. He's going to get targets. Yeah. So it's going to be a little bit less. I think the the chance that Allen Robinson has like an uptick is there. I think Allen Robinson's not going to finish the season with 13 catches. I think no. he's going to have some games where he plays well. And the you know it's not going to eat into Cooper Cup's targets because he's getting 20 a game. There's a guy on the on the Rams that I'm looking at is like, I think he's playing a bit above his head right now. 
and it couldn't come back down to earth. That said, you know, he's proved me wrong so far this season because I wasn't in on him to begin with. And I'm still gonna hold firm on that, but I'm I'm swaying just a little bit. But for now, I'm gonna I'm gonna just sit and wait on a Higby and see where, where how it plays out. I got somebody that you might not want to sit and wait on because he's about to get better quarterback play in just a couple of weeks, and we're talking about David Njoku. Now, David Njoku already has absolutely crushed it this year. He's looking a lot more uh, svelte. He's looking like he's in good healthy. shape. He's healthy, and when he's on the field, Chris, he's one of the most dynamic players on that field, and if he stays healthy, hey, uh, you like that word, right? Dynamic. Um, he's one of the most dynamic players. I'll just say it again. Why not hammer at home? Um, but in, re in reality... Once this guy gets Deshaun Watson and say what you will about Deshaun Watson and everything that you heard and, and read about and talked about for the last year, Deshaun Watson's value is way above. Everyone's going to get an uptick in that offense yeah, when Deshaun and, Watson and, comes and back. And as long as this guy stays healthy, I'm in on David Njoku right now, especially sitting there at $7.77. That's very, very low to me. When you look at, when you look at uh, you know, up up top to Kelsey, like this, you're telling me that Njoku can't find that volume? Because I think he can. Yeah, and if, the thing about Njoku, if you look at his graph, which it's up on the screen right now, he's very close to his entry-level price point. You know, yeah. his, his, you look at where he came into the league, and then there was a lot of up and down injuries, this and that. And right. the the word on him right now is that he's hurt. But you said he's not. He's not. He's he listened, not hurt. He's not so, hurt. And in fact, it's just to you know back that me. point up. It surprised me. Yeah, back that point up. In 2021, you're thinking like, oh man, he's so injury prone. Last year, he played 16 of 17 games. The year before that, you could say like, all right, there's a couple issues where he played 13 of, of 16 before they moved to a set. So that's a majority of the season. So, yeah, so as long as Njoku's on the field. He's fun to watch, man. He's fun to watch. Um, all right. So then one of our favorite players from the earlier of this season is uh, single-digit Gerald Everett. <laughs> and for now, it looks like if he stays, again, health is the name of the game here. We all know this. But, like, if he stays on the field, and what we saw last week was was relatively bad on a Gerald Everett scale, um, blanking in some regards. Uh, targets were low. But that game overall was just a weird one for the LA uh, LA Chargers. Even Herbert wasn't really a hero. It was more of a run first team last week with Eckler. Uh, so I'm not worried about like the immediate thing. But like we've noticed that Everett over the course of the first five weeks of the year is a completely different player than what he once was. Yeah, he's in a good spot, and because he's in such a good spot, and there's a lot of weapons around him, there's going to be games where he just gets he disappears a little bit. But he's still a tight end, so you can't expect the crazy amount of target shares, especially on that team. But he will get used in the red zone, and when Keenan Allen's banged up often, you're probably going to see a little uptick. I know he didn't play this past week, and it didn't matter. He got nothing, but usually that he did does tweet though. Yeah, you see that? Yeah, I did. And usually <laughs> that that plays well when a receiver goes down. Everybody else sees an uptick, just not this past week. I'm still in on Gerald Everett just because he's wearing number seven now. Yeah, single gotta digit Everett. Gotta love get, it. Gotta gotta love it. Um, and now obviously, you said before the show you didn't do it yet, but like as soon as we hit like stop record, it's like it's time to invest in a Kyle Pitts. Yes. So that's that's your gem right now. That's the guy that you, right now, if you look at Kyle Pitts, is he's down. He's down significantly this season, but. In, in in regards to his career and his project, he is being projected. Market projections are extremely extremely low, comparable to what we think. Well, they're might yeah, like happen. they're they're the market projections are really high, but the price point that you could get him at now that, that's what I meant. Yes, yes, the price point you could get him at now. Look, that's his career, right? So I'm looking at Kyle Pitts' career, and right now he's gone down since he's gotten into the league, and to me that blows my mind. I understand that a lot of his value is based on his, his future projections, so it's still very high, and understandably so, and here's why. Um, 
he has 10 catches this year, right? No, he's also That's missed it. a game. He only has one career touchdown, right? So it's like, wow, what's going on with Kyle Pitts? Well, guess how many tight ends in their career have had 1,000 yards in their rookie season? I don't know how many. I think just one. Oh. Guess who it is? Oh. Who is it? Kyle Pitts. I knew it. So Kyle Pitts does things that people aren't able to do at his position. I understand the usage is bad this year so far. Game one, 84% of the snap count, 93. And then it went all the way down to 67 and 62. But as you saw last week, he was dealing with a little injury. And that probably cut into his production a little bit. But in the game three, where he had 67% snap share, he, he had his best game of the season. I would like to see him see pay dirt a little bit more. But he's too talented of a player to keep down for too long. Eventually, they're going to have to start throwing the ball a little bit if they want to be competitive still. The running game has been lighting it up, so no reason to fix it. Uh, no reason to change it, but you got to imagine that Kyle Pitts eventually is going to come into his own. Is, Second half last year, he annihilated opposing defenses. I expect and that, that but, to continue. But that was with Matt Ryan. Do you think there's a Mariota effect right now? Like, Mariota's not playing terrible, but or also do you have, like— uh, a little giddiness behind this investment if you're talking about a Ritter who was, who's waiting. Who was, who was the tight end in, in Tennessee when Mariota was the starter? Was it Delaney Walker? It was Delaney Walker, yeah. Was there, a, there might even have been another one that is escaping me right now, but I don't Frank think... Frank Wycheck. That's a little McNair action. <laughs> but I don't want to... I'm No. I think I think Mariota's going to be fine, and honestly, I think if anything happens, it's going to be Desmond Ritter. So yeah, maybe we I, see the young I'm quarterback. I'm excited to see it. The young quarterback. We all know about the young, inexperienced quarterback's favorite target. The yes, tight end. Absolutely. So if Ritter gets some burn, then I expect Kyle Pitts to go up. All right. Speaking of somebody who's, I mean, we do this every week no matter what, but it's time to like deep dive, a little bargain basement action before we get out of here. And that's one Hayden Hurst, okay? Hayden Hurst right now, look at that price right now, $3.17. You know what I mean? And right now over the first, you know, he, he's down a little bit right now. He's, he's kind of almost like a steady, you know, as far as his usage is concerned, it doesn't alarm me at all because I know that last year uh, Joe Burrow got Uzama paid, right? So now you add another, I think, more talented receiver in Hayden Hurst. I say receiver, but you know what I'm talking about, tight end. Um, right now, Hayden Hurst is ranked 37th on the Mojo Market Report. Ready for the guys he's around? Right above him is the star known as Cade Oten, Otten from uh, Kate Otten. Right. Like Tampa? Mm, yeah, but it's like, okay. And behind him is Mo Alley Cox, who is just a touchdown splasher here and there. So we realize that Hayden Hurst right now, on the surface, doesn't look like the biggest, sexiest guy to invest in, but there's some there's some good behind Hayden yeah, Hurst. Yeah, I mean, right now. like Hayden Hurst right now. He- the only thing that's making me pump the brakes on Hayden Hurst is the fact that he doesn't have a long-term contract. But for that reason, I'm almost in on him for this year because right. a one-year prove-it deal at $3.5 million, they clearly didn't believe in him going into the year as like a long-term answer, but they gave that's him an opportunity. That's not a belief. I think it's just like, we'll see. Well, no. you. Either way you look at it, they didn't believe in him enough to give him a long-term, multi-year Correct. deal. Right? Correct. If they did, he would have gotten that. But because of that, He's playing better this season than he would have, I think. He's usually when guys get paid, yeah, like they play him. a little I bit like worse. Him a lot. Um, I would imagine that with a young quarterback like Joe Burrow losing his tight end last year, that they want to add some continuity to the position. And unless a blue chipper comes along or some something comes along where they're able to level up, which I don't see that happening in the draft anytime soon because of where they're probably going to be picking and where, what their other team needs are. Mm-hmm. Um I think Hayden Hurst, the position he's in right now, his numbers aren't great, but he's still on pace to catch about 65 catches, eight touchdowns. The yardage is a little low, but for a guy that we're trying to find out as like the next Gerald Everett, 
The next Tyler Higby, I think he's pegged as one of the guys. He's a starting tight end on an offense that he's not going to get a lot of targets, but he's going to get red zone usage because he has two touchdowns already, mm-hmm. and he's going to get zero focus of the defense because you got T. Higgins, you got Jamar Chase, you got Joe Mixon. So Hayden Hurst is the forgotten man, but for that reason, you'll find him alone in the end zone often. All right. I like it. So bargain basement, Hayden Hurst. I like it. I like it a lot. I like the conversation of tight ends. Like I said, my favorite position in the NFL. Uh, I think it's uh, underappreciated. And I think guys like Travis Kelsey are bringing that position right back to its, you know, right, right back to its rightful place as one of the top positions in the league. So as we get out of here, I do want to mention that you guys should absolutely follow us on all social media platforms right now across the board at Mojo, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. Do it right now. There's Discord. a lot of insight. Join the Discord, which is a chat. Uh, I have to like explain that to myself. Like, what exactly is Discord? So right now, when Dave is explaining what Discord is, he's actually explaining it to himself right? because he doesn't know either. Dave, go on the Discord and chat. <laughs> so you can chat with some of the experts. Also, I have to shout out uh, our boy Luke, who does these Twitter spaces every other night or every night. It's whenever. He wants to, really. I think it's around 6 o'clock every night. It's um, it's a great conversation. Sometimes he grabs some big heavy hitters, uh, guys, partners within Mojo that have do- done a phenomenal job, um, you know, d- diving deep just like we do every day. Um, also, be sure to check out the entire podcast network, which, again, there's multiple shows on there. There's us. There's uh, the opening bell. There's also uh, risers and fallers. So the podcast network is growing. Uh, at a rapid rate. And then, of course, subscribe to the channel, like the video, do all the stuff that you're supposed to do to a YouTube video. Uh, drop a comment. Are we doing any good? Are we making you money? Are we losing you money? Tell us. We want to know. And, of course, all the bloggers and writers over at mojo.com, the market report online in written form. Believe it or not, yes, there is still written form stuff. You have to go over there and check that out. That's where I got. There's like pages and pages of notes right now. I got a lot of it from mojo.com. So for Dave Sturgeo, Chris Gucci, and of course, A5 Behind the Glass, this has been another episode of the Mojo Market Report. We're going retro booming tomorrow. Boom. One more again. We'll see you guys in the morning.